Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host Sri Ayer. Welcome to this special transmission. I just wanted to update all of you with what has been happening in the Rahul Gandhi passport saga, as well as what has been happening in the 2G spectrum case, where there were hearings for two days yesterday and uh, 22nd and the 23rd. And what is the update on that one? So here we go. Let's take a quick look at what is happening. I'm going to share with you a slide deck. And here it is. Remember this part, we know that Mr. Rahul Gandhi is in possession of three passports. So it is believed that whenever he leaves India, he leaves using the Indian passport, which is the number one passport, Rahul Gandhi. But he also has in his back pocket another passport called Rahul Vinci, where uh, it was not supposed to have been issued, but a certain somebody uh, who is called as TDK by Ms. Dr. Subramanian Swami had uh, told the IAS officer, don't ask stupid questions, just issue another passport for security reasons. This was, I believe, during the Narsimharao government and, you know, I said, okay, let, let her have this thing. So he has another passport, identical date of birth, identical everything with the name of Raul Vinci. That's also an Indian passport. This is illegal. You and I will not be able to get that. Third one is Rahul Gandhi has claimed in his um, company house filing uh, when he was filing for back ops that he was a British citizen also. So all these things are his citizenship alone. So just to summarize, we know of at least three passports that he has. Perhaps he has more. We don't know. Because once you have broken the law, it doesn't matter how many passports you have. But it is believed that he uses the number one passport listed here to leave from India. Say he may go to Dubai, he may go to Turkey, he may go to Thailand. From there, nobody knows what passport he uses to travel from there. Of course, when you ask a congressman, he'll say, oh, well, this is for security reason that he's um, traveling in a different passport. Who knows? These are all BSs that will keep on churning out. But they definitely feel that they are special and the laws don't apply to them. So given all this stuff, what happened now? Why was there a need for Dr. Subramaniam Swami to give an okay for the passport of Rahul Gandhi? Well, two things. One is that Rahul Gandhi has been expelled from Lok Sabha. His seat has been cancelled. You remember that, that defamation case. That is a civil case, but he has still not been reinstated on that. The case, I think he may be appealing to Delhi, uh, to Gujarat High Court. I don't know if he has already done so or not. So that is pending. So right now, he does not have a diplomatic passport that he could have had or he would have had if he was a member of parliament. So what happens now? He needs to go back and apply as a normal passport. In this normal passport, what happens is now, because there is a case against the family. Which case is that? This is the case of National Herald. This case, this, this case is pending. Therefore, the court wanted to know Dr. Swami's inputs. What is Dr. Swami's inputs? Anybody has to be given their passport. Don't get me wrong. You and I, everybody has to be given a passport. Now, the reason I believe that Dr. Swami was asked in for his inputs was because this case is a criminal case. Now, I believe that Rahul Gandhi's lawyers lied when in the court today when they said that there are no criminal cases pending against him. National Herald is very much a criminal case. Sections 403, 404, 405. In fact, you can buy this book to understand the tome of uh, 
corruption that has been done on this National Herald assets alone by the entire family. So this is why Dr. Swami was asked for his input and he said he opposes it. And he said that this is a national, uh, uh, he's a security risk that he might flee the country. Why is this important? This is Dr. Swami is essentially giving what is called as no objection certificate. He has a case that is still pending. And now that diplomatic passport is no longer there. He is a common person. So he's going to get a common passport just like you and I. And, and in this passport, there is something called as no objection no objection certificate that you have to get. Many people will need NOC from other things. Like, for example, you may need some, for specific occupations, you need some government authority to give you a no objection certificate. In this case, because of the criminal cases pending, he has been uh, asked uh, to get the no objection certificate from Dr. Swami. And he, Dr. Swami, in fact, he said, I not only object, but I also suggest that the court take the input of the Ministry of Home Affairs. Why is he pulling the Ministry of Home Affairs in? For this particular reason. Because he has already got a complaint pending in the Ministry of Home Affairs about the multiple citizenship saga of Rahul Gandhi. So he has got himself knotted up in a, in a bunch of things here. So we have to wait and see how this plays out. Now, the Delhi High Court will have to, I think, take Dr. Swami's advice and ask for Ministry of Home Affairs to give their input on what they think should be done. And it might come today, it might come tomorrow, it might come forever. It might take forever before it comes. So this is probably where he is now, waiting, waiting, waiting for his passport. In the meantime, I can tell you, he is supposed to be coming to my town, Santa Clara, which is a neighboring town from San Jose. And he's got a big Marriott Hall booked for his event. And that is going to be on the 30th, a few few days from now. So this needs to be resolved and it has to be resolved like right now because they're trying to drum up some support uh, for Rahul Gandhi before uh, Modi's pending trip. Modi is coming on an official visit to uh, United States, I think June, mid-June, some sometime around that. So they want to try and, you know, PM that by having Rahul Gandhi here before that. Suddenly, he feels that he has won one state election. Therefore, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's just one step away from parliament. So we have to see how this plays out. It's a, it's a very interesting curveball, in my opinion, that Dr. Swami threw, saying that he, the Ministry of Home Affairs needs to get also a permission uh, or uh, given their inputs. Now, the 2G spectrum scam. You remember that in February 2012, the Supreme Court, consisting of a bench of two justices, Bansal and Singhvi, I believe. I don't remember the exact. I'm not sure about Singhvi. Bansal, Ashok Bansal, I'm 100% sure. They canceled the 122 licenses. Then they set up a special court that was supposed to go into the crimes committed by each and every individual who were part of this 2G scam. I have given a separate... Uh, a monologue two days ago on 22nd before the trial started so everybody can get a refresher on what the scam was about what and why it is a black and white case now some some judge called op saini found in his infinite wisdom there was nothing wrong and in 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 letting go everybody he also says that you know he quotes that jolly llb dialogue that i sat in the from morning to evening that uh, waiting for evidence and nothing came yeah this is all kashmalam Anyway, so um, what happened is this particular uh, submissions by CB and ED that they had done 
This was all done under Supreme Court directed investigation. In other words, the UPA had no role or they were supposed to have had no role in the framing of the charges. And yet, uh, Judge Saini found nothing wrong in that. So what happened was, once that verdict came out, CBI and ED went up in appeal. And five years later, several uh, hearings which have been postponed. Now, finally, it is in front of Delhi High Court. And there were hearings yesterday. So what happened was on uh, 22nd May, CBI has made its submissions. The uh, ED has still not made its submissions. Now, the next hearing is on the 29th of May. It's reasonable, you know, 22nd and 23rd, there are two days of hearings. And, and now the next set of uh, hearings are on the 29th of May. And then I'm assuming that this will move forward and that uh, uh, that CBI will, uh, well, well, uh, that ED will do its submissions and we'll be back at, one second. We will be back uh, to see what the other side has to say. But essentially, this is an open and shut case, guys. In one day, they can reverse the whole thing. And if that happens, everybody has to go to jail. That's my read. I'm not a lawyer. Don't hold me to it. But, you know, th that is how easy it is. Okay, again, okay, so I am maybe exaggerating a little bit, but this this really, uh, the the case that was completely botched up by O.P. Saini, in my opinion, judgment was a farce, so that needs to be taken up. So we have to see what are the specificities on which they have, uh, you know, lodged their appeal, what what kind of merits are there. See, the, the bench, when the Supreme Court says that there is wrong, then there is no way a lower court can say there is no wrong. So that was a stupidity. But see, that is how the Indian justice works. This is this this should have been appealed like the same afternoon, and the thing should have been overturned. But they didn't do it. So who didn't do it? Who's who's controlling CBI and ED? You tell me. And if I point all these things out, they'll say, "Oh, this guy is just nothing but finding faults." Anyway, you get the idea. I'm done with my monologue now. I can take some questions. Rahul Rathod wants to know, targeting Raga and kicking him out has backfired. BJP should have instead defeated him in 2024 because in democracy, politicians should be kicked out in elections. Your view on this, sir. Rahul, having multiple passports in one's name is illegal. Indian, Indian law doesn't allow it. I mean, you, you see, you and I don't, don't even stand a chance, guy. You try to not get one government official signature in any process, the whole thing gets stood up. So for you and I, there is one rule. For this guy, there's a different rule. It used to, you know, make me upset no end in the 2014, 15, 16, even when the Modi government was in power, when they used to say that the following people are uh, um, exempted from search when they were traveling in airports. Even Robert Wadra was like, oh, no, you don't need to search him. These are all BS. Everybody needs to go through scrutiny. So anyway, so that, that I don't agree. They should have been put in jail a long time ago. This case should have been allowed to go faster. I don't know. I can't explain why these things take such long time. Clearly, somebody is trying to delay things. I don't know who it is. You should be asking your member of parliament. I always encourage you all 
if 5,000 of you from a constituency ask your member of parliament what happened, they will be forced to ask that question in the floor of the house. That's what needs to happen. That's how democracy works. You can steer, stir up the pot. I mean, my video will be watched by many people, but that's, that's not enough. Next question, please. Gracias wants to know, thank you. Why is the government mainstream media bureaucracy not put forward the naked truth or fact so that the general public awareness improves and they cast their votes more diligently? You know, this, is, this shows you that media is no longer independent. It's whether it is United States or India or the United Kingdom or any other country. Everybody is taking this left stance or right stance. Nobody is at the middle, which is where the, the compass of truth points to. That's what we are trying to do. I have nothing for or against any individual. All I'm seeing is reading the facts and saying that, look, this is the this is where things lie. You need to make sure that uh, justice is served. Again, I'm telling you, you and I don't stand a chance in some of these things. It's just pathetic the way this uh, justice has been dispensed. Next question, please. Vinkar Subramaniam Krishnan wants to know, why this government is quiet? I think quiet is the word, not quite. Um, this is the biggest, biggest handicap of this government. They deliberately don't want to communicate. They would rather miscommunicate or make stupid mistakes like the 2000 rupee thing. One day they said ID is needed. Next day they say ID is not needed. Third day again they are saying ID is needed. <laughs> this, is, this is exactly why this thing stumbles. You have to have a very articulate person manning this. And I've said this thing many times. Somebody like Syed Akbaruddin, who was doing an excellent job in Ministry of External Affairs in the early 2014 timeframe. Then he got uh, promoted and he became the spokesperson of India at the United Nations. He has since retired, but he's an excellent person who can really, you know, absorb all the different things and then come out and come out and give daily briefing. But this is what happened. This is what happened. And that would make it so much easier for BJP to win elections hands down. This communication, not wanting to do it, keeping everything, holding it as a secret. I'll give you a simple example. Elections over, right? Karnataka, opposition party like BJP needs to elect its leader. What is taking them so long? What should have happened was, as soon as the um, elections finished, there should have been a legislative party meeting. They should have elected the leader of opposition and that person should be pounding the desk and pounding the pavement asking what the heck have you promised and what the heck have you del delivered you have cheated the people of Karnataka by today it should have been completely the news why are they just keeping quiet even after losing these people don't want to use any open their mouth what is it that is holding them behind you tell me what is wrong with the elected MLS of BJP in Karnataka why are they not doing their job why should the central high command has to come and say, oh, you will elect this guy as the leader of opposition? So that is a basic, um, basic denial of democracy there. Democracy demands that the elected people choose their leader of opposition, not somebody imported from the top. The same joke happened in Congress also. All this stuff was started by the Congress. They were the ones who killed this inner party democracy and everybody else is too happy to just follow it and continue on. But BJP is a party with a difference. Show me the difference, goddammit. Next question, please. 
Sun Modi wants to know why is Indian government so accommodating of anything any Gandhi since his legal bail appears to be perpetual while the opposition gets parachute hearing on any political issue. Strange but true. Yeah, why is it Sun Modi? Like I said, see, there is nothing else we can do. We can't go take a, a train or a trip to Delhi and protest in front of the parliament. But you have the tools in front of you. In fact, I'll give you the link about the MPs' uh, details, including their email addresses. You guys can write a letter saying, what happened to this? Why is this government soft peddling on these issues? If 5,000 from one constituency start writing, that guy will have you know, his seat burning. In fact, the SB403 in California, right? So many people complained that the senators, even though they did the wrong thing, they said that we heard a lot from you guys. Please don't keep sending us requests. Then they started filtering it out, saying, you should be in our area code. Only then we will uh, uh, listen to you. I mean, who cares? My um, emails are just coming in hundreds and thousands. They clearly knew that the common people who elected them are not approving of SB 403. Yet in their infinite wisdom, they've gone ahead and voted that bill. So, they, they, so this, this tells you how little they care for our vote. Same thing in BJP also. You can think of the same way. They don't care what Hindutva work has they done. Nothing. They just take Hindus for granted. And if somebody asks a question, then that guy is bad. Oh, he did this. He did that. He brought down the 99 government. All BS. Today, we are asking you about today what you have done. Nothing. Next question, please. Ulhas Kashyap wants to know, will a Hindu capitalist party emerge as an opposition force in the future to challenge our saffron communist government? Ulhas, managing a country as diverse and complex as India has its own challenges. So you can't fault people who are on the right to come towards uh, the left or the people from the left to move towards the center. This, this does happen to some extent. Except that UPA was so brazen about it that they just wrote it out. Unfortunately, the structure itself was wrong. It was not Mr. Manmohan Singh who was running the government. It was Sonia Gandhi. She had all the power and no responsibility. Any mistake was Manmohan Singh's mistake. Any credit was theirs. In fact, Rahul Gandhi was the smartest individual going around the whole world. So this kind of uh, illusion that they created, this Maya that they created, finally got burst in 2014. And who did that? You ask your question. What single event was responsible for making people to completely give up on the UPA and vote for Modi and NDA? What event was that? You tell me. And how did the people who then um, reward the person who caused this event? Nothing. Ignore. And if he gets angry, you, you say, oh, no, 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 this, that. This bakwas, man. Total bakwas. Next question, please. Yes, there will be a Hindu cap, uh, capitalist party will emerge. Swatantra was that. Okay. Swatantra party was exactly that. It started rising in 1960s when Rajagopal Achari was shunted out by Nehru. See, the, the way this thing went, I, I don't know. I think you know, but I'll just quickly tell you in two minutes what happened. 1948, Rajagopal Achari becomes the second governor general of uh, India. In 1950, Indian constitution is ready. And then he thought that he will be elected as the first president. But Rajendra Prasad wanted to become the president. So Rajagopal Achari was told to, uh, you know, stand down. And then what happened was during that time, Patel was sick and he was finding it difficult. And he was not getting along with Nehru. There had to be a buffer in between the two to keep the 
government functioning. So Rajagopal Achari, uh, Rajaji became a minister without portfolio at the center. And he was a go-between, between, between uh, Patel and Nehru. He was doing all the, uh, keeping the peace, so to say. Then what happened? Patel passed away. Then Rajaji became the home minister. And at this point, then uh, Nehru realized that Rajaji was far smarter, far shrewder, far more capable than him. So he started feeling that, oh my God, this and he was healthy too. And, and he said, oh my God, this guy will take my padvi. So something happened there between the two of them. And I think Rajaji, I don't know exactly this re reason. There was a guy called Sri Prakasa or uh, something like that, who was the governor of the Madras province. Madras province is modern day Andhra, parts of... Uh, uh, Karnataka, parts of Kerala and all of Tamil Nadu. All of that was called Madras province. And he invited Rajaji to come and become the uh, chief minister of Madras province. And then a lot of things happened. Then uh, basically uh, whether Nehru threw him out of center to state or whether Rajaji on his own volition went out, we don't know that part. But after that, Rajaji got dissolution with Congress and he started Swatantra Party. Now, Swatantra Party was something with a total uh, like Republican Party in um, US or the Conservative Party in UK. And they had a very clear ideology. It was resonating with people. In fact, in 1967, they were the biggest opposition to Indira Gandhi, Indira Gandhi's Congress. At that time, Murarji Desai, Kamraj, everybody was still part of Indra. And, and Rajaji was the one who was the leader of the opposition at that point of time. Now, 69, what Indira Gandhi did was, she found out that how is Swatantra so strong? Swatantra party was strong because it had the backing of all the then princes, kings, nobles, who were all having this thing called privy purse. And they were the ones who were supporting the Swatantra party. So what did she do? In 1969, she abolished privy purse. 69 or 70, something like that. So suddenly those people, their, their money went away, but they allowed, she allowed them to contest elections. So basically the Swatantra party's base, which supported them, kind of gave in. There were some good people like Minu Masani and uh, Pilu Modi who were still there in Swatantra even after 71. But, you know, things started fading away and Rajaji died in 1975 completely disillusioned man. In 67, he supported DMK and, and uh, he uh, opposed Congress. The DMK came to power and they ignored him completely. So this is why even today, the uh, central parties are never taken up seriously. They always make sure, the Dravida parties always make sure the central parties don't get a foothold in Tamil Nadu. So anyway, so I hope you, you got the story. That was the party that was supposed to be non-Congress and very right-minded. But unfortunately, that's no longer there. Next question, please. Thank you, Nagesh. Arun wants to know, can we create a Hindu temple constitution or bylaws for self-regulation? Can this help us to free the Hindu temples? Arun, it, this is doable, very doable. The structure is in place. Think about it this way, okay? There's always, there is the Pareto principle. What is What that means is 80% of any particular event will be concentrated in 20% of the samples. For example, 80% of the wealth of temples is concentrated in only 20% of the temples. Like uh, Tirupati Balaji, Travancore, uh, Sri Salem, Simhachalam. I'm just giving you some names, famous temples. And soon to be Ram Mandir, Badrinath, Kedarnath, Amarnath and all that stuff, right? So if you can make 
a good working constitution for these uh, temples. And then the other temples can follow that as a template. It is not that hard. In fact, there have there is a proposal, there is a plan in place. Tomorrow, the Supreme Court says, okay, we give it back to, and then they ask who. People will raise their hands and say, okay, let us do it as an experiment. Let's take up the first, the top five revenue generating temples. You should always go for the one that has the biggest bang for the buck. Because it is rumored that 85% of money put in the hundi in the Balaji temple is being taken out by the uh, government of Andhra Pradesh. 85%. I mean, we don't have numbers to prove it. So I, I can't tell you how this has been proven. But these are the allegations. So, so that that is ready to go. You can do it. Next question, please. Burst the bubble. Sir, do you think BJP government doesn't know about the passport issue? Oh, they know very well. This is, see, they, they, they always try to time everything that will be positive for BJP in tune with the elections. They're basically, they want to draw the political capital out of it. And I think that doesn't work many times. And that's what they need to be aware of. I live in the U.S. for us. Uh, Bob wants to know. Uh, I live in the U.S. for the last 17 years and would like to keep my Indian citizenship and get U.S. citizenship. If Rahul Gandhi, then why not? It is possible. Well, what happens is you have to renunciate. You have to renounce your uh, Indian passport in order to get a U.S. citizenship. U.S. doesn't. Uh, U.S. allows multiple citizenships, but India does not. So that's why. So you have to give up your Indian citizenship in order to get U.S. citizenship. Sorry, that's the way things are. Nagesh Mat wants to know, sir, which company Anu Thailam is good for? No problem. Uh, if you go to Amazon, I'm assuming Nagesh, you are in U.S. or I'm sorry, in India. Go to Amazon.in and then look, uh, type A-N-U Thailam. And there are a couple of Amazon choices. Try those. Usually that means that, you know, their procedure the processing and the quality is pretty good because Amazon doesn't give a Amazon's choice unless there is something good about it. So try that. Ramakrishnan KT wants to know why Rahul Gandhi case and Sonia Gandhi is dragged so long. My dear man, why are you asking me? I have done my best. I've even published a book about the amount of cases. Just National Herald. 2G scam, their hands are all over the place. 36,000 crores is a loot that is believed to have been taken by the Gandhi family. What can I say? I mean, people who are in the power, they can do something about it. They don't want to do it. What can I do? Gopalan Patasadi wants to know, Sir, why are you so aggressive vis-a-vis -vis BJP Karnataka? Their leadership is in a state of affairs needing time. PM gets involved in the selection of this regional partner in this campaign. Why am I aggressive? Gopalan, do you understand that that was the only state where BJP had a foothold in the south? Now that's also gone. These people will go to town on that in 2024. It's not going to be easy. 2024, somehow uh, BJP thinks that somehow they can pull out all the irons and win. I don't think so. I think it's going to be difficult. Arindam Ghatak wants to know, Ekam Sanatan Bharat Party, is it the answer to BJP? No, it has to go a long ways. See, somehow, Ahmadmi Party came from nowhere to become like grab power in a couple of states. To me, that was way too fast. But clearly, they they found something that people didn't like about the BJP and the Congress and positioned themselves in there. Who knows? Maybe Ahmadmi Party will shed this uh, urban axle called Arun Kejriwal and get somebody much more 
evenly killed and who knows that might be the party that will be answering so clearly now uh, with things improving and the um, uh, um, population stabilizing you will start seeing religion becoming less and less of an issue at the time of elections you can point out to me in karnataka what happened in karnataka a lot of mistakes got done they knew when they were changing with bommai that this was something that needed to take care of if they were going to not cut on corruption which was what was the reason given to sack yadurappa then why change the name so there some mis- mismanagement happened they knew at that time itself things were not going right so that is the problem you have to wake up and smell the coffee early enough you only get one chance otherwise you have to wait for 5 years next question please wicket ir why is bjp not acting on open and shut cases of congress and kejriwal why are they delaying there could be many reasons uh, wicket you have to have a completely uh, cogent case see i tell you one thing that the system the way it works you know supposing there's a cbi charge against aam aadmi party right so what you have to do is you have to make sure that the arguments presented don't have any holes in them what happens the cbi uh, the the person in charge might be an ips officer but that was, that person doesn't frame the the actual arguments it is given to somebody below many of these people can't even write proper english they are chosen from various uh, police uh, uh, ranks from various states especially in the northern india they don't they can't write so what happens the the thing is completely flawed so there are lots of holes and sometimes it is deliberate if you delegate it to somebody who might take some money and deliberately put in mistakes then what are you going to do so this babu culture has to go i am telling you that the ips officers themselves should be writing their own drafts not leaving it to some sub inspector or the lower level guys that is wrong this is your job and you can do it it doesn't take that long it is just that feeling of power oh i should this is beneath me i won't do it prove me wrong guys if you, some of the ips officers are watching this thing tell me that i am smoking air here i'm smoking through my head every time i have seen i thought i had a you know the ntv case was a uh, what a tight case and still mr pranara is you know um, sticking out his thumb and thenga de raha hai mujhe kuch nahi kar sake mere ko right so what what can i say the whole the 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 case was all ready to do good to go but then i heard that some sub inspector was writing the chalan and they want third value 100 pages 200 pages submissions why do you want to make it up give five pages give two pages that's all should be you should be able to talk to it next question please so uh, what i'm saying is it might not be bjp as much as the bureaucracy that is used to obfuscating yeah, many of these people are also on the take guys they have been doing this for a long time you know why do you think somebody who does iit btech then iim mtech and then still sits for ias exams and passes because they want to show it up if i can't get into ias at least i can get into management right so this this kind of mind mindset so there is this is the most sought after job no risk every every reward you think that only the politicians enjoy all the bad things like money the three w's what about the babudam have you ever wondered unless they themselves want to 
walk the path of straight and narrow, many of them are also compromised. So when you ask them to write the complaint, they don't want to do it. So th this is the biggest challenge that Modi government has. <laughs> Professor Arvi and I, we have said so many times, you can send home half the workforce because they are really stopping others from working. Make a good job of weeding, sifting the grain from the chaff. In fact, that was even done for Modi. A list of 27 corrupt bureaucrats was given to him saying that unless you remove all these people from their current posts, you will never be able to get the cases solved. They didn't do it. What can I say? Can you go back to the last question, please? I'm still trying to answer the last question. Yeah. Why is the BJP not acting on? So they had a, uh, the suggestion. It was all given free. The names were given, what the kind of crimes they have, financial crimes they have been involved in, how they help many of the UPA politicians and others. It was all given. Nothing was done by Modi. What does Modi have? What is his problem? Somebody has done all the work. He has taken a banana. He has found a really nice sweet banana. He has peeled it. Given it. So what can, what can anybody else do? See, and, and this is why he doesn't want to give any press conferences. Two, three questions like this and the whole press conference will be in uproar. Next question, please. Neera Malhan, some time back, RA journalist was allowed to go abroad because my lords felt that the fraud money around two crores was not much. Oh, this is Rana Ayu. See, there is some rigging going on in the judiciary also. They can't escape that fact. You look at some of those things like the Green Tribunal, that was a joke. The way they were going after uh, uh, art of living. On the other bank of Yamuna, there was all illegal construction. Sewage was being passed into the river. They, they didn't see it. They only wanted to see this side. And these are all jokers. That's all I can say. Next question, please. Not all justices, okay? Those, some of them are real jokers. Shmati Shmati wants to know, why DGI is not telecasting? Well, um, we, we were investing a lot of time into that program. And the rewards, return on the rewards was not enough. We barely crossed one or two episodes with 20,000 views. And, and this was a very important news segment, I thought, because it was always 24 to 48 hours ahead of the main news cycle. So you, can, you got to know things before they actually hit the MSM. But unfortunately, somehow people didn't seem to see the value of that program. Try 434 episodes. It's not like, you know, we tried five times and then we gave up. So after that, when it didn't work, we said, well, it looks like uh, uh, the taste of our viewers is not the DGI. And there are some of you keep asking, you keep asking about this question. What can I say? I mean, we have tried our best. We needed at least 50,000. It costed us a lot of money to do the back-end research. You know, we checked, cross-checked, double-checked. Because everything was before the real news cycle started on MSM, which meant that we had to do our due diligence. So the return to rewards was a problem. That's why we tried once a week, then we once a day, then five times a week, then three times a week. Nothing really worked, unfortunately. We don't know. Maybe we'll bring it back a few months later. It depends upon how many of you want it. You can give by the way of comments. If I see at least 200, 300 comments saying that we want DJ back, then I can go back and talk to Sridharji and see if uh, 
we can revive it. I mean, we can do it. It takes a lot of effort, guys. A lot of effort. Ravindran KM wants to know, I don't understand the reason for delay of the National Herald case. Why not Subram, Why not Subramanian Swami is silent now? What can he do, Ravindran? If the, if the court doesn't take up the case, what can he do? You tell me. The Ram Setu was supposed to have been declared a national monument. Modi government doesn't want to do it. He has gone back to the Supreme Court and saying that these guys are in contempt of the court. If the central government itself is in contempt of the court, then how can you expect the state governments to obey the law? Lots of things like this. You are asking the wrong person the right question. That's why I keep saying Modi is for election elected from Banaras as an MP. How many of you are from Banarsi Babus? How many of you are Banarsi Babus? Why don't you write Kripya uh, Mere Priya Pradhan Mantri Narendra Modi ji Aapne Ram Setu ko National Monument kyu nahi banaya? Kya, kya problem hai? Why don't you ask that question? If 5000 of you ask, he is your MP, he is answerable to you. Nisarg Oza wants to know, sir, I am not able to find your video on patent of Indian currency which were granted to foreign agency whose patent rights were not secured. No, it is that uh, RBS money. If you go and look at RBS money, right, that one has a lot of the data on um, Delaru. Delaru was a company that was that claimed that it had a patent when it did not have the patent. And so there are a lot of things happened. That was just the ruse. There was much more bigger crimes committed. I'm going to have a sequel released of the book that's behind me, Who Painted My Money White? And that will give you the entire story. Don't miss it. It's it's a gold mine of information that's coming very soon. In fact, the ebook may come very soon. Next question, please. Arun wants to know: Does India need to aspire for self-determinism and technological independence rather than strategic at- autonomy? You know, you have to. India has to make its own form of the giant leap forward. I don't know why the screen keeps. Uh, India needs to have its own version of the giant leap forward. Because you can't suddenly get technological independence. For that, you need a lot of independent thinkers. People, see, knowledge is doubling itself every 18 months now. 18 months, 1-8. That means, let us say somebody is getting into an engineering program. By the time he graduates, what he learned in the school is already obsolete. So what can the schools teach you? They can only teach you how to think for change. Rather than... You know, this is what you are. You are an electronics engineer. You are a civil engineer, an electrical engineer. That's not relevant anymore. What you have to be taught about is you are good at these things, but this is how you keep zigging and zagging with changing trends. Like, for example, today, there's lots of stories about AI chatbots and all that stuff. Do spend some time evaluating some of them. You might actually find some productivity enhancement tools. I am using some of those things now, and I like that. I can give a text string and it will find the images for me. So if I want to make a video with some two paragraphs of a story, it will give me the images and then I can make the video out of it. It is possible today. Next question, please. I think that's it. So thank you once again, guys. Uh, This was a very short notice on which I come out and uh, given this uh, monologue. And I'm really, really heartened, heartened at the number of people who have watched this program. We all want the best for our country. 
And when we see some things not happening the way they should be happening, that's when we all get disturbed. And thank you once again. There were lots of questions and I hope I did justice to all your questions. And do feel free to um, weigh in by the way of comments. I'll try my best to answer them. I do go through the comments. Sometimes I'm out of time, so it becomes a little bit hard. But I do my best to try and answer all your questions. I still want that one-on-one -on -one personal engagement going with you guys. I may be wrong sometimes. And I am very, very quick to admit that I'm wrong. I don't have any ego about that at all. And in fact, none of us should have ego. So that's my two cents. Thanks for watching. Please like, share and subscribe to our channel. Don't forget to click on the bell button for notifications. Namaskar.